Welcome back to an absolutely brilliant new episode of the Launch Day Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Svetkoski, aka Who Dean. Today in studio, we have this marvelous, marvelous young lady. How old are you now? 21? 34. Oh, really? You didn't have to tell everyone, but yeah. <laughs> I thought 21 was the, the most appropriate age. I'm just trying to be polite. We have Samantha Campbell here with us in studio. Sam, how you doing? Amazing. Yeah? Amazing. Amazing. What, what makes you so amazing? I'm just pumped on life. Yeah? I really feel super pumped, super grateful, in a really good place. I feel good. Is it drugs? Do you know, it, you cannot describe <laughs> the natural feeling yeah. in happiness. Yeah? You just can't. So, like, you've, you've got this pure, pure happiness you know, in, in abundance with you right now. Yeah. And it's not, it has nothing to do with drugs. Like nothing. You haven't, you haven't taken Zero. Like some LSD or smoke. something. Nothing. <laughs> no Jim Beam under the shoulder. I no. love it. I love it. No, that's brilliant. Hey, look, take this opportunity, introduce yourself. No one listening knows who you are or what you do. So take it away. Tell everyone about yourself. Okay. So I am Samantha Campbell. I have been an entrepreneur for... 13 years this year, I, I'm an entrepreneur that started $2 million businesses on my own with dyslexia, with having a child at 14 years old and my second at 17 year old as a single mum. And I think the reason why I like, and like obviously, not obviously, but being brought up in Department of Housing to now living in the most beautiful property I could ever dream of. And I think why I say that is when you know, like imagine the strength that I would have had to have to have two children by myself in my own home at a young age and imagine what that would have done to my strength to then build something that I've built and I'm dyslexic. So for me to read numbers and understand words I have to read the same thing like 10 times. So I think that's important, not about that they're million dollar businesses, that's just the size of something that I've built. And not saying that 14 years old is wrong to have a baby, but so young, so not have no idea. I think honestly, this is, uh, this is something that, that I quite see a lot as well that, that keeps getting mentioned. And... Um, one of those things is is happiness sometimes when you're at like certain points in your life, when you've come from a place of a lot of adversity, then, you know, when, when you, e even if you weren't as successful as you are now, right, let's, let's rewind five years. Were you just as happy five years ago or were you, yeah. you know what I mean? So the thing is, is that you, you, you come from humble beginnings and then you remind yourself constantly of where you used to be. 
and it's a it's it's something that a lot of people have a hard time doing sometimes and realistically speaking like for me i did for the longest time like fuck i'm not there yet i'm not there yet i'm not there yet and you know i I used to sit there so long thinking of that repetitively and then i started realizing like look where i came from like i came from places where like i was struggling to pay my rent every week and you know what i mean chasing my tail after this and after that and I, i i started to find more happiness in myself when I started to realize where I came from and not just five years ago, but even looking further back to things like when I was, you know, when my mother was a single mother and feeding us all. And, and look, there were days where I ate spaghetti on toast for dinner. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what we could afford. We probably could have afforded more, but she was being a lot more cautious with her budget because she needed to make sure there was room to move. But being a single parent, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. So I love that you're coming from a place where you're like, listen, I had the most adverse circumstances presented to me. And then now I'm in a position where I'm just so high on life. I love it because I remember where I came from. Do you know, I remember just as I started my business, I had $5 in my bank account. I love these stories, by the way. $5. Yeah. And I had just found God, like just. I just started going to church, realised And I remember feeling the love, you call it universe, the grass, I call it God. And I'm just like driving and I'm crying in gratitude. Mm. And I had $5 in my bank account. And I've always been, there's never been anyone financially giving me anything. Mm. So it wasn't like, I'll just ask Papa, you Mm. know what I mean? And I remember at that time, when I was crying, how grateful I was for my life, like I am right now but I was crying in happiness. And I said, look how happy I am with nothing. Mm. It won't matter what I make, what I do, what house I build, where I live. I'm happy from now with nothing. So I think it is in who you are, but I mean for people, and I like to introduce myself with the things that I've achieved because I think there's so many of us out there that are conditioned that you'll never, you'll never be like him. Mm. You're a little bit, you're a bit slow. You can't speak as well. Yeah. You don't have that education where you're like, oh, this girl, it did take me 13 years to get here. And I did make every mistake probably in the book. Mm. But to be able to see someone go from here with these things to then get here is like, it's an amount accomplishment. You know, a lot of people. Anyone can do. So. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people that, uh, I mean, they look at me and look, you know, I, I personally, I am really intelligent. I don't have, so you said you've got, you know, dyslexia and things like that. You know, I'm tutoring my own horn, I know. No, he, is, he really is. <laughs> yeah. He's a genius. I, 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 I rate him. <laughs> Absolutely. But like, so for me, I am like really, really intelligent. Um, I, you know, I never had challenges like that. But, you know, people praise me. They're like, man, you know, 12 years, because I'm similar to you. I've been in business for 12 years now right? This year would be 12 years. So, and I'm 27 this year. Um, I started business when I was 15. You know what I mean? Crazy. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into that story if you want later, but 12 years and never studied anything. I've done like little programs, like workshops and things like that as well. And I took no value away from them. It actually did not help me on my journey. And, you know, hearing that 
not only did you start your business with $5, because that's how much I started with, right? Like I started with nothing, zero, zilch. Okay. I, I, I'll get into that story. It's a really good story. Um, but, you know, having started with nothing as well, but I had, so now like it's, it's actually really humbling because, you know, everyone's telling me and sort of telling me all these great things about me. And then now I'm in a situation where like, oh, well, you've achieved similar and you've had disadvantages. You've had more challenges than I've had to have. And so now it's really humbling because I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? So, you know, for me, I, I kind of interpret that and I see that and I'm like, you know, I love that. I actually really love that because there are people out there, oh, I can't do this. And you know what? In my opinion, they're just bullshit excuses. They're limiting beliefs, right? And they're, they're disallowing themselves to really see their potential. You're living walking proof that anyone with those challenges, having children when you were so young, uh, you know, and, and also having, uh, you know, what would you call it? Uh, language disadvantages, for example, reading disadvantages, things like that. And you're still being able to do it. Like you're being able to pull it off and, and overcome those challenges. You know what I mean? But I've got to tell you, I have, I invest $100,000 a year into my education, right? Like you don't just, I on purposely, I on purposely, like it's just a bullshit belief. I mean, as a child, I was conditioned that you are shit, you cannot speak, you will always be this person. So you, you tell someone that enough and that's who they are. They people can it. say. They manifest oh, it. Right? But like people can say, you're more than that, Dean. You're more than that. But it's like since I was younger, my parents, my step, whatever, would tell me this. So this is... This is what I know. My subconscious knows that I should never be anything except a stripper living in housing commission. That is my best opportunity ever. Mm. That is just life. Someone's like, why don't you want to be better? It's not even a negotiation. So I understand, but I also understand when I had $6,000 in my bank account, I gave 5,000 of that to a coach to invest in me mm. because if no one would invest in me, if I won't do it myself, how could I expect anyone else to? That was my first investment. Two kids, no family support, no financial support, no baby daddy, 5,000 gone. That was the only money mm. and that I give that to learn. So it, it didn't just happen. Like this, I've been in coaching now for seven years, I think it's been. Being Every, receiving coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and now I actually coach myself, but seven years of investing every dollar. People are like, have you bought a house yet? Well, I paid like 100,000 last year on, and I'm flying to Indonesia for another course. I oh, that's that. learning how to, how to know me and navigate the inside of me. So you bought a house yet? Oh, no, no, there's another, when are you going to stop coaching? Well, <laughs> I need to learn. I don't. I didn't know what was wrong with me in school. I couldn't learn. I didn't know how to learn. Mm. Now I know. You see how I'm speaking? Now I know. This is slow. This is how I understand. So when I'm talking to somebody, I will say, can you say that again? Just, just slowly? What does that mean? Oh, 
But doesn't that look like that? People are like, are you retarded? What's wrong with you? But I'm like, this is just how I learn. So now I, when I'm learning, I make sure that, hey, I need you to explain to me like this. Mm. Now I get it. But it took seven years. Mm. So for those of you that do give yourself bullshit excuses, that have no idea what you're doing, invest in something that will help you, someone that can look at you from the outside in, mm-hmm. that can help you see all the shit you can't see. Amen. Praise God. Oh, right. We're not in church yet. Sorry. But yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right. I love that. I'm so glad you said that as well because, I mean, I had a, uh, an episode where I was talking to another coach, um, Samantha Bunn, similar names. Love it, right? Um, and I, I actually went over like how I, like the first week that I went through my separation last year, this time last year, actually to the day. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Right. <laughs> uh, but <Sorry>. like <laughs> I, I dropped so much money on like a relationship coach, but it wasn't a relationship coach to fix things. It was a relationship coach. I asked him, I said, look, you know, I, I want to go into this with the expectation that you're going to help me and guide me to prepare myself for what's to come because I had a lot of things and people depending on me to be able to be at my best. And I still wasn't at my best for the longest time, uh, but I was uh, like, I was back on my feet a lot faster because I, ha- I didn't know how to navigate this. Yeah, yeah. This was like major. You know what I mean? Really big, significant moment in my life. I had zero idea how to navigate. And so, you know, like I'm so glad you say that because investing in yourself to learn. See, this is, this is one thing that maybe gets left out with a lot of conversations, right? Is you learn from those people, from those coaches. They teach you what you don't know. They look at you from the outside and they go, hey, it's kind of like that, that one where I posted on my story where that guy was doing eight figures. And I just said to him, said, hey, man, look, um, I know you said you're not rushing, but I feel like you are. But I don't think you're rushing because, you know, you're trying to just work things out or whatever. But I think you're rushing because there's this level of anxiety that you have that's associated with being productive because you've gone from an eight-figure business to now nothing at all. And you can't stand the fact that you're not being productive. And he was like, yeah, bang on. And that's what it is, right? It's having an external person being able to make an analysis on you, things that you can't see, and then being able to educate you. And you know what? Like he's messaged me today and he was like, Dean, seriously, man, like love the fact that you had gone and told me that because now I am slowing down and I'm allowing myself to experience all these different business models instead of rushing through it and and dismissing it and discrediting it saying, oh, that's not for me. So, you know, it it is, it's gaining experience and knowledge from, from other people. And I think that's fantastic. You know, I think one one really important factor that I had that I had learned is, you know, when when we say to have a coach tell us, you know, what's wrong with us or what needs fixing or whatever, mm. when you get the right person that asks you the right question, yeah, and they're like, like I had this lady Sharon Vaness um, in my business group, and she said to me, something, something, something. Do you think it? Do you do you do you think it? Do you think it or do you know it? And I mean, how many of us, right, are like, yeah. oh, I'm never gonna amount to anything. And you're like, oh, great. 
So do you think it or do you know it? But you can only pick one. Yeah. And you're like, well, I know. So you know that you're never going to amount to anything. So if I asked everyone in your circle and your parent and your sister, everyone would agree, right? Mm. No? Oh, so you think it. I thought, so powerful. And she just asked a question. So, I mean, you know, people say all the answers are always inside. And when you meditate, things come up. When you feel things, listen to your intuition. My biggest, biggest gold key factor in my life is, I'm going to call it my God incident, instinct, whatever it is. I live on that. Like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This, yep, go here, but it's weird. I don't care. Um, but if you can find a coach or somebody that can ask you the right questions to open you up, yeah, forget about it. And you're open. Like, you've got to be open to like, I'm okay. So fuck it up. Get it wrong. I'm okay. I think what's important too, like, is they give off that energy that it's safe oh, yeah. to open up. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, like, I know for a fact that, like, some of the people that I've coached as well, where I'm, I'm talking to them and they're just straight to a conclusion. I've made up my mind I'm doing this. And they're like, no, no, hold on a minute. So let's talk about how you got there first. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about how you got there first. And, like, but a lot of the time they put their guard up. They put their guard up. And sometimes... Look, sometimes breaking a wall down brick by brick. See, I, like, I, I have both a passive and aggressive approach to my coaching, depending yeah. on the individual because everyone's fucking different. Some people have their guard up and they've got like a double layer brick wall. You're going to take ages to break down that wall. So sometimes I go for a more aggressive approach. And I get a fucking drill and I'm like, <laughs> right? And I'm just, I'm, I'm just pumping it until I, I can find the weak spot and then I knock the wall down and I put so much pressure on them to the point that once they've broken that wall down completely by force, then I slow down and say, okay, now let's talk about it. Do you know what I mean? And I give them hypothetical scenarios. What happens if this? What if that? Because they've got their guard up so high. Those are the people that are often less coachable, but I find myself to be a very influential individual. So I find that even those people who aren't as coachable as they could be with their guard up all the time usually has a lot more to do with ego than anything else. I can still break down those walls, you know? And... um, but that's, that's what I do. So I agree, like being able to, to openly communicate in a safe, like feel safe in communicating uh, and having your walls down, but then also having a coach that asks a lot of questions and then is able to make observations and also call you out on bullshit. The amount of times where I've literally said to someone, and this is the thing, right? Because I know some coaches that are really amazing, right? Some of them lack the skill of assessing and analyzing body language and tonality and voice. And, but see, that's one thing that I'm really fucking good at. I, like I will sit there and someone will talk to me and then their tonality will change. Only slightly, but it's enough for me to notice. And the whole ADHD thing, I'm fucking observant as hell. Yeah, where'd right? you learn that? Just natural, honestly. It's just something that's naturally come to me. And, um, you know... Like I probably say, it's it, from my my own natural gain of this or ability to do this is is very similar to like neuro linguistic programming, right? 
but I've never done an NLP course where I have, I started, I did like two units and then I was like, I fucking know all of this shit. Like, why am I reading it again? Right. So, and it was like, it was like repeating to myself the things I was already very aware of. And, but I sit there and I analyze the body language. I analyze the tonality and I go, you sure? And I'll start unpacking that. And if they think they're sure, I just, I keep going and I ask so many more questions <laughs> until they come unstuck. Like, don't bullshit me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, here yeah, to help yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna, I can't help you if you're talking shit. So, you know, like I totally get that. But listen, Sam, I want to go back. We want to rewind a little bit. You were at a point where you started your first business with $5 in your bank account. So how did you, one, pay your bills that week? And two, how did you start? How did you make your first sale? How did you make your first bit of money? How much was it? I want all the details. Tell me everything. Okay. All right. So I had, I was a bartender and I had, maybe I'd lost my license. I don't know. But for some reason I was, so I was on a single parent I stopped working. I was back on Centrelink mm. and I was like, how am I going to work with no car? And then I went to church. I was driving. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then I had a thought. So I was driving. Maybe it was a day or two later, whatever it was. Yeah. And then I had a thought in my mind. I call it a God instinct. And I thought, you think someone would pay me to clean their home? Now... Quick backstory. When I was a little girl, I had an evil stepmother. Right. And she would make me clean. That's all I did. But she was also a real bad mental abuser. Okay. So I was, and I loved my dad to pieces. So I could never tell anyone. I feel like this is a bit of a Matilda story almost. A little bit, a little bit, a right? little bit, a little bit. Has, has anyone ever told you? But it's you, good. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, has anyone ever no, told you if I'm, you put on the uniform, you might even look like. People I call me Chunchbot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, do they actually? Badly, I love it. Literally. I love it. Um, yeah. You could be a stunt double one day, oh, maybe, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be one. Um, so my stepmother, she would. Um, she would make me clean. She would tell me to clean, not make me, tell me. And if I ever missed any bits, she'd be like, fix it, fix it. So I would like wash bathrooms top to toe, sweep under furniture. Like, and my dad's Italian, so it was like. Mm. And then we'd clean his taxis and whatever. So I was so angry inside because I didn't have an outlet. Mm. And I wanted to hurt my stepmother really bad. And mm. I couldn't tell anyone. So what I began to do was I'd be by myself in the bathroom and I would cry my pain out as I'm cleaning. And I couldn't miss any bit. I wouldn't be able, like, because if I did, I'd be getting smashed up. Not smashed, but like, you know, I'd have to do it again. So I'm like, cry, cry. Anyway, so what this led to be was that ended up being my healing space was when I cleaned. Really? Right. What a very like, interesting way to It was to crazy, heal. like crazy. Well, that was the only space that I could release and I did it so much, so many times, that just became my place. Like I would think about things when I'm vacuuming, like, you know, like all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. And then when I moved in with my mum, this is a cracker. So it was like a little bit of a drug house, yeah. right? When people were on drugs, and it's weird to say this, when people were on drugs, 
it was a happy house. When people weren't on drugs, it was a very unhappy house, right? Mm. So for most people, drugs are really bad. Me growing up, they were really good. <laughs> Super strange, hey, right? Listen, like if it benefits you in so some strange. way, sure, you know? Well, just like having my mom, my stepdad awake, happy, cleaning, food on the table. Let's go for a walk to the shop. Like people were up and loving and connecting, you know what I mean? Anyways, most people won't understand. They'll be like, she's weird. That's just how it was as a child. So the beautiful part about this was when there was nothing, no drugs in the home, the house was really dirty, mm. like animal feces on the floors, cat, urine, like cockroaches, ants, drop food, dishes for days. Everything was like dirty. You just didn't want to be there. Even still now you didn't want to be there. And then when Wednesday came, I would open my eyes, walk out of my bedroom and be like, I would walk downstairs, go onto the vinyl floor, department of housing vinyl floor, mm. and I would open my arms and legs like a starfish and just feel how clean the texture of the floor was. That was the difference between really bad and really good. Was that a God incident? I think so. Mm. So my stepmom taught me how to achieve that. Yeah. My mum showed me what living in shit does. And we had like, because she was helping half the neighbourhood. So that's why the house was so bad and she had no energy. But when she had energy, everything would be perfect. Mm. So I know what it's like to live in dirt. Mm. And I know how good it feels to live in clean. So it's funny that this happened. So every job I went into, well, the three jobs, I was managing bars and stuff like that. They'd be like, wow, you're always cleaning. And I'm like, yeah. It's my happy place. They're like, oh, okay. Then no one, no, no, I never told anybody. Listen, I'm not happy when I clean, okay? Like, but yeah, I promise I you, where when from. I do a demonstration with you, you will be. So what yeah. I... No, no, when the, when the house is clean, I'm happy, but I don't enjoy cleaning. We'll see. <laughs> so right. we're going to come back to this, we'll right? We'll, we'll. So what did I end up doing when I started my business was I taught people how to make cleaning their meditation space without even knowing it. What, just, you know, turning up some music, blasting it? No. No? By so when you are, like, I'm a professional detailer. When you clean, you, you, there can be no you're looking at the surface, feeling the surface. There is nothing going on inside of your mind. You cannot talk on the phone and do, I actually can, but I couldn't for a lot of years. You're so focused, it's like, and the results you get are like straight away. So there's no, it's just your own peace of mind. There's no worry. Your products, your tools work for you. So you spray, you brush, it's gone. You wipe, it's streak free. So I have trained, hired and trained just over 180 people. And every single one of them, have said it gets better. I've never loved cleaning so much in my life. Does it work on children? Like, can yeah. I, can I, can I yeah, get a seven year old and bring her here and I've trained kids. Because <laughs> I'm still, and you, you can prove me wrong, right? But I'm still convinced that I will not find any kind of meditation or, or pleasure in cleaning. I actually, I'll put it to you this way, right? Uh, <laughs> you're going to think this is crazy. 
I was moving house and I, I had to move house again because of my separation thing, right? And I was literally saying, and I did most of it by myself, yeah. right? Um, I didn't have as much help as what I probably normally would have. It was very dire circumstances. I did have help from people, neighbors. It was amazing. But I remember my words very specifically. I would rather lick a homeless person's balls than move house ever again. I agree. Because it was just the packing and then the cleaning afterwards. You know what? I, I in, you know, look, some people are, oh, yeah. And I go, no, no, no. I literally left the house. I didn't clean it. And I'm like, yeah, listen, hire a cleaner. And I'll pay the bit, pay the invoice, because I just did not yeah. want to deal with it. Whether that was like bad aura coming from the fact that this was my matrimonial home, or whatever the circumstances may be, I was not motivated by it. So if you can convince my daughter that you know cleaning is a very harmonious 100%. thing, listen, that'll be an asset to me. But I'm I'm, I'm very curious to see if you can convince oh, me. With, without a doubt, and it's not that it's like harmonious, but you, you, you would so to just elaborate on that the people that have gone from hating cleaning to loving it. I actually started up my own cleaning product line. Right. So people wanted my service, but they couldn't afford it. Mm. So then I'd be like, here, try this. They'd be like, wow. But it wasn't this, it was this four things that gave you this. Yeah. We've got. Over, I think we we service seven thousand. Could be more now. It was seven thousand in December. Seven thousand people. We have changed seven thousand people's lives on how they clean. Wow. The feedback that I've got. Like I hate clean. I hated running my. I hated cleaning. I hated my cleaning business. I was about to give up until I found your method. Mm. Like hundreds of people that have personally texted me, like I hated it. I was with a client yesterday and she's like, actually hired my service for years. Mm. She's like, I hate cleaning. I hate it. I hate it. Some shitty circumstances happened and I went to teach her how to do it. I'm like, well, look at you over there smiling while you're removing all that grime. What's going <laughs> on? And she's like. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is so satisfying. Wow. And I'm like, I told you. But I think, you know, like w with anything, cleaning is something we, 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 we have to do. Mm. But learning how to make it fast, easy, and not do it so much is key. I get you. I get you. So, look, we're talking about $5. You know, we'll go oh, yeah, back. sorry. All right, we're going to go. Okay, <laughs> let's cool. let's okay, go okay, back great. to that story. Right. Love it. So, we had, okay. So, I went to the advertiser in Campbelltown. Yeah. And I said, do you think? someone would pay me to clean their home. I really love it. I do this, I do this. And she's like, with energy like that, you can do anything. I'm like, great. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I was like, so I need to advertise. I need, uh, like, how much is it to put my ad in the paper? She said, it's like $50. I'm like, okay, so what are we going to write? She's like, okay. You don't know what you're going to write. I'm like, well, well, I haven't created that. I just wanted to ask you first if you think that I should do this. Yeah, yeah. The receptionist. I haven't, I haven't got that far yet. The receptionist <laughs> behind the advertiser, like, so. Yeah. So she said to me, all right, so what's your business name? And I'm like, I don't know. What should we call it? She's like, <laughs> you're right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, and she, and she said, okay, so you need to have a registered business name to, to register. I'm like, does that cost money? She's like, yeah. I'm like, shit. 
how much is it? So she gave me the directions how to get there. I think it was like $250. So I got paid the next week. Yeah. And I could live off like nothing, like noodles, no problems. Like spaghetti's fine. Yeah. It's no problems. So I got paid and then I went to the, the line in fair trading in Liverpool and I'm like, so where's the forms? So I got the forms, four forms. I'm like, I don't know which one's what. Yeah. So I go to the register. She's like, so the forms aren't filled out. I said, yeah, I don't really know how to read. She's like, so what are you doing here? I said, I, I need to register a business name. She's like, okay. So what do you want to call it? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think we should call it? She's like, uh, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, so we came up. So me at this home and corporate cleaning. I was like, this sounds professional. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to be great. I love it. Like, I'm like, I could see this. It's going to be corporate. People would think I'm from corporate. Wow. I love it. So I, so we got the business name. I got back to the advertiser and I'm like, look what I got. I was so pumped. She's like, boom. So we started off, Samantha's home and corporate cleaning. She's like, how much do you want to charge? I'm like, I don't know. What do you reckon? She's like, why don't you start with, and I said, let's just start with 20. Is that a lot? You think people pay that? She's like, for sure. I'm like, great. <laughs> I don't have any cleaning products. I don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's totally fine. We'll tell them that you're going to put them using their products. So she came up with this. I love that. That's great. Samantha's home and corporate cleaning. Using your products, $20 an hour. She's like, are you insured? I'm like, fuck. What do I need to do to get that? She's like. Um, you got a call insurance company. I'm like, great. Hi, it's going to be $80. Oh, I don't really have that for like two weeks. He's like, that, I don't even know if this was legal or not. But he's like, yep, no problems. You can pay us in two weeks. You're now insured. I'm like, mad, $88 a month. Love it. So we've got that sort of boom, fully insured. And then she looked at me and she said, working with a smile. I was like, that sounds that's Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's so I'm like, this is great. Boom. Here's 50 bucks. Let's get this done. So I'm like waiting for my phone. You know how these days we're like, fuck the phone. Be grateful when the phone calls. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Be I've grateful. Been I've been there. Right? Be yeah. grateful. So I'm like, the phone's going to call. Got my first client, Melissa Cavalieri. Amazing. Still love her this day. She brings up the phone. She's like, Hi, is this Samantha's Home and Corporate Cleaning? I'm like, yes. So, yes, yes, it is. She's like, so do you? I said, look, I just love cleaning. I love making things from dirty to brand new. I'm like the hardest worker. I'll scrub whatever needs to. She's like, great. Yeah, I'm like, yep. How much you charge? I'm like, $20 an hour. She's like, yep, great. Now, I told you that I found God like four days before that, right? Yeah. So she opened up her door. And there was, I'm sure, I'm so sure, this could be the next client or was it her? There was a cross in her doorway when I opened the door. I was like starting to cry. Actually, I cried many times in her house, ingratitude. And she was OCD. And then she, then she taught me like there were certain things like um, paper towels, Ajax, all this stuff I would never do now. But at the time it was like, wow. Paper towel absorbs water. I've never used paper towel before. <laughs> so crazy. I love it. Yep. Um, so I, I got two clients that week. Both were Jesus lovers. Second, there was he was a pastor. So I was cleaning, singing to Christian music. It was the best. I was like, this is crazy. I love this. And then 
so, and then six months in, I was fully booked. Of course, 20 bucks an hour, please. It's the hardest work on the block. And then I said to my sister, whom I helped looked after, Tammy, do you want a job? She's like, yeah. Doing what? I'm like, working with me. We can work together. 20 bucks an hour is going to be great. Within like three months, we were both booked out. About three months. Then I said to my, my kid's father's girlfriend, mm. kid's father's girlfriend, hey, do you need a job? Because we're all hard workers. Anyone that hangs around me, we're all hard workers. Mm. She's like, doing what? I'm like, cleaning. We can clean all day. We love cleaning. They're like, okay, let's go. So it was like within two years, we had eight girls working together. Wow. Now I had no idea on business. So we were all making $20 an hour. Mm. Then someone said to me, where's your receipt? I'm like, oh, I'll get the paper pad out of the car. He's like, this is not an ABN number. I'm like, it is. I've got the paper at home. He's like, it's not. I'm like, I'll send you a copy. I got home, I sent him a copy. He's like, this is a business name registered number. You need an Australian business number. I'm like, I don't know what that is. He's like, go to your accountant. Do you have an accountant? I'm like, what's an accountant? I don't know what that is. So I Google searched an accountant. It's literally, we got you. She's like, so they're your staff. And I'm like, oh, I don't think, like, we all work together. She's like, do you pay them? I'm like, oh, yeah. Because a client pays me, then I pay them. Yeah. She's like, so you put their super away. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's like, well, you have an obli obligation to pay their super, their tax. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you don't understand. We all get the same money. She's like, and that's a problem. And I said, I don't know what's going on here, but we are super happy. All yeah. of us. She's like, and you're going to be in a lot of debt. And I'm like... She's like, you're going to have to put their wages down or charge your clients more. This is self-worth coming out now. Yeah. I'm not putting my staff wages down, my team's wages down, and my clients will never pay more than this. And I'm not making them pay more. They work hard. I'm not doing this. She's like, well, you're going to accumulate. Accumulate? I always get that word wrong. Close enough. You're going to gather tax debt up to your eyeballs, superannuation is going to be after you. I said, you are fired. She's like, you haven't even paid me anything. I'm like, you're still fired. So I went away. She had I'm this like, energy, right? She had this energy. It was like, it wasn't positive. It wasn't endorsing, right? What are you going to tell somebody? You're charging $20 an hour. You're paying $20 an hour. That means you're screwed. Yeah. Do no, you know I mean, what I mean? Actually, yeah, of course. So when I mean every... And that's obviously what I, so I kept paying the advertiser. That was amazing. The work just flowed in because we were weapons. Um, but what was amazing was on my sixth or seventh month, I lost a client. And I'm like, like I used to work like a dripping like a monkey in the heat. <laughs> yeah. And she, and I said, well, why were you not happy? She's like, oh, I don't want, it's totally fine. Same, you know, I said, no, no, I, I really want to understand why you weren't happy. And she said, really? I said, yep. She's like, okay, come. Her name was Sharon. So I went up to Kirkham and she said, you see this grout? It's all yellow. And I'm like, you can clean grout? She's like, yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm like, uh, how do you clean that? She's like, with a brush. I'm like, a brush? A hairbrush? 
no. She went under the sink, grabbed the scrap brush. I was like, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, wow. The next day I made a job. You even cleaned the grout? <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. I love that. Thank you, Sharon. So what I learned early on was when I can feel that someone's not happy and I was a huge people pleaser, my, all my worth came from people, all mm -hmm. of it. So I'll be like, what could I have done better? And they'll be like, no, it was great. And I'm like, was there anything? Oh, yes. I would drive to North Sydney for a light switch, like two hours. I'll be at homes at midnight just trying to fix it. It burned me, but when you burn, you earn. Mm. So I would look, and I still do, we still do. Is there any, not, not how was the clean, is there anything you could have done better? So obviously we scaled, but every mistake, like managing people, crap. We used to work like start at seven and finish at like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, this is normal. People are like, I want to finish at school hours. And I'm like, school hours? That's not a job. We finish at like eight o'clock. And for years, many of us, like five years, many, we just did that. I'm like, it was just normal. You don't have days off. Mm. But like, so like I would never treat people like that now or myself like that now. Well, I do, I do definitely all-nighters. But I mean, I would never like... The business that I've created, the businesses that I've created have come from every single mistake. Mm. So now, yeah, we charge $100 an hour compared to 20. But when I was 20, I had no product. I had no vacuum. I had no technique. What mm. I do now, I'm three times faster. I could never have achieved the results we achieve here mm. without, the, like, here, here. No way. Like, yeah. So I think, yeah. When you're looking at charge, for example, you have to be top-notch, efficient, effective, one wipe, perfect, no vacuums with cords. Like the results have to be perfect, everything, perfect, 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 perfect team, perfect attitude, not like perfect, perfect, but people with great attitude, great communication, like the amount of mentoring that I put into my team, Yeah, most people would die. I get you. I get you. God, you get me excited. See what happens? That, Can oh, you feel look, I'm Honestly, pumped? I'm excited. Pumped. I'm excited. I have a similar story, actually. Hit me. Really? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Not, not physically. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want to get some boxing gloves on? I don't know. <laughs> that I, I, it's very interesting. I have a very similar story, right? Um, and, I, and I love that you've been so resilient to learn from these other people. And it's actually such a great thing. And... Like when I started my first business, this is what happened, right? My first ever client was Fairfield City Council. Yeah. And this is this like, what a place to, to get your first client, right? Wow. It was kind of crazy. First proper client. I was doing like DJing and stuff like that beforehand, but like, you know, parties made like, you know, 150 bucks or something. It wasn't amazing, right? But I had been volunteering for the local community in Fairfield for like the longest time. And it got to a stage, I was at this point, I was 15 going on 16. And one of the guys that was like one of the youth officers that worked within the council said, hey, Dean, um, we know that every time we have an event, you volunteer. 
and you do all of our sound and lighting and you know DJing and you know and you know what you're doing you're actually so talented that you know there's been jobs where we have hired professional people and the microphones still get feedback like like you know yeah but every time you're on the job we don't get that you that that never happens and you do it so well you do it so brilliantly and um, so, hey, we've got some extra budget. Instead of volunteering this time around, why don't you actually just do it as a paid job? Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, wow. I'm down. Like, you know, I'm cool. But like, to me, it was like another DJ gig in my head with like just cash money, you know. So the day goes by. I've worked like an easy 10 hours, right? And I'll, believe me, I'm thinking like at that time, maybe a year earlier, I was working at Macca's for like, you know, nine bucks an hour so I, I was sitting there like like when they paid wages yeah nine bucks yeah hour. right but like you know i sat there like man i it's council like i could probably charge like 12 an hour right <laughs> like 15 year old oh me. my god 15 gosh. year old me right and so i'm like the, the the day's over i walk up to him his name's peter hope by the way walk up to peter i go oh yeah um so all done i've packed everything up oh he goes oh you didn't have to do that we've got contractors to do that you just had to operate the panels and everything. I said, that's fine. I packed it up anyway. Uh, so obviously, you know, showing my worth. Obviously, I'm doing a really good job. I'm doing more than I'm asked. And then I'm like, yeah, so um, how do I get paid? Like, I'm sitting there expecting him to hand me an envelope with cash in it. <laughs> right? It's the local council. It is the local council. Like, yeah. they're not going to pay me cash, you know, especially in a labeled envelope. It's just not going to happen, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, um, just send me an invoice. This is what he said. This is what he said to me. I, I still, to this day, don't actually think he realized he was talking to a 15-year-old. I think it was just in passing for him. He's like, oh, you just send me an invoice to my email. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And so I go home, tattle my way all, all the way there. I'm thinking, I'm sending this tonight. Like, I'm expecting to get paid, like, tomorrow, <laughs> you know? So I go and I, I get an invoice template. I looked everywhere and then, oh, they had to pay for this. And I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to go to Microsoft Word. They have, like, this little search bar where you can search for templates. They had only just brought it out maybe a year earlier than that. You didn't know that, did you? How does he know this? Do you see what right. I mean? It's 15, right? So I was 15, the little search bar in the top right, and like templates, invoice. And I was like, sweet. Now, oh, I need a logo or something. Like, you know, all right, let's get a logo together. What am I in the same thing? Like, okay, so I'm Dean, but like, I don't have like a, you know, like a business name. And I went, okay, you know, I'm going to make it Dayani Productions. Because like my, like everyone, like, so my name's Dean, but traditionally with my Macedonian background, it's actually Dayan. So I'm like, all right, Dayani Productions. Sweet. We're going to run with that. And I'm going to make a logo. And it was really easy. Like I just got this, I was on paint and I got this. Uh, just smart this guy is. No people think like this at 15 years old. <laughs> Maybe they do. I actually, just don't know them. You know what? I lied. It wasn't paint. It was actually Photoshop. So I was using Photoshop at age 15 and then I went to I got this image online of like these sound bars and I like I edited out the background using the magic wand tool I remember I'm actually because I've got photographic memory I'm actually starting to remember every detail right extracted that and then selected a line in the middle deleted it and then replaced that empty space with Dayani Productions I'm pretty sure I still got the logo somewhere like I could probably scoop it up somewhere right so I've gone ahead and I've done that I've literally created the logo, added it to the invoice, put the date there, invoice number, all of that jazz, right? Put there my fee and I think 
you know, I can't remember who it was, but someone was actually saying to me, charge it out at $20 an hour. I was like head over heels. I was like, <laughs> I think, actually, I think it was Peter. I think Peter said that to me. He goes, oh, you know, that's what, now I remember what happened. I actually remember the email again, photographic memory. So I send the invoice to Peter and Peter replies back to me. He goes, oh, hey, Dean, thanks for sending through the invoice. Um, you know, I just looked at your rate. Look, we budgeted for $20 an hour. So if that's what you'd like to charge, you're more than welcome to charge that rate. And I was like, and he actually said in the email too, he's like, and you know what? You're worth the money because you're doing it. We, char- we pay more for other contractors and they do, a be- they do a worse job, you know, and they're like double your age, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you want to charge out 20 bucks an hour, that was, that's what we budgeted for. More than welcome to change it. I'm like, Sweet right he goes the only problem is though i can't find your abn on the invoice you'll have to send through a new one on the abn and you know like for you you asked the question yeah right so you're like so how do i get one of those right and then like someone's pointing in the right direction in my case i sat there going right what the fuck's an abn (laughs) right and i'm like Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to look online. And there was things everywhere. Like, you know, spend this money, spend that money, this money, that money, da 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 all these things. And I sat there, I'm like, surely there's a free way to like register a business or something. Like, surely there's a free way. I don't have money. You know what I mean? I definitely didn't have money. In fact, I spent the last of my money on cigarettes, right? Wow. I was smoking since I was 15. But, you know, I sat there, I'm like, I'm not paying. I can't pay for this stuff. So, you know, kind of sat there for about maybe 20 minutes just thinking and, you know, going over everything that's happened. I'm like, fuck, I can't go through all of this just to not get paid in the end. How am I going to work this out? And that's when I probably got to like the second page of Google. This was when like, you know, the government didn't really do much as far as, you know, prioritizing their search ranking on all of their, their things. And then I saw it there, Soul Trader ABN. And it was free to register a sole trader ABN. And I was like, oh, well, this Boom. is good. Sweet. Boom. And I'm like, and it's a government website. Brilliant. <laughs> right? So I'm not going through someone else. I'm going straight to, to the source. And I'm going to register my sole trader ABN. You know, I went through all the questionnaire. I remember screaming out to my mom, mom, what's my tax file number? You know, like I had zero care for what that shit was at that time. Right? Yeah. And so... I went, I got all those details and I think I, I literally, I got the ABN instantly. I actually thought at the time that I was going to wait like like a week, two weeks yeah. for someone to review it. But technology within government was very early on, uh, you know, at that st- point in time, that stage. I think it was like maybe a year old or two years old when they started instantly providing it. And I had it instantly. I was like, Fuck. That's mad. Now I can send the invoice, right? So I've yeah. slapped the ABN in there. It's, it gets better. And then I was reading up on the government website. Oh, you have to charge a GST, blah, blah, blah. So I add GST. And so I added the 10% GST. I send it back to him again. And then he goes, oh, love it, Dean. Looks good. Um, but I, I noticed that now you've added GST, but I checked your ABN and it says oh. that you're not GST registered. So just remove the word tax invoice and just make it invoice and remove the GST and then send it back to me again. I'm like, all right, sweet. So I've changed those details. I'm like, all right, surely I'm done. Sent it off. And then a week later comes by, I ring him up. 
He, he didn't answer the phone, right? So I'm like, all right. He did mention in one of his emails that the accounts people, <coughs> you can contact them on the council's main line. So I call the council's main line. I'm listening to the prompts and they say, for accounts receivable, press one. For accounts payable, press two, you know. And I'm like, all right, sweet, I'm pressing two. And so I go, I get through to someone. I'm like, oh, hi, um, just I had an invoice that was submitted. I'm just waiting for payment. The guy just had this attitude about him like, yeah, and? So like, what are you expecting me to do like today? And I'm like, oh, Can well, you pull on and pay it? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, when, when's it going to get paid? He goes, it hasn't even been seven days yet. And I'm like, yeah, but what does that mean? I'm like, you know, I, I provide an invoice. I'm expecting to get paid. He goes, yeah, we're going to pay you with the council. It's not like we're not going to pay you. And I'm like, yeah, but when? And he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, 15. And he goes, ah, okay, makes sense. He goes, this is your first time, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, he goes, council pays end of month 30 days. He goes, so even, so we pay end of month. He goes, but even on, if you submit your invoice on the 20th, you have to wait till the end of the month and then wait 30 days. So it could be 40 days. It could be 50 no. days. It could be 59 days. And I waited a whole month and a half to get paid. And I sat there patiently for my fucking lousy $200, right? <laughs> like in hindsight, at the, at the time, $200 was great. It was like three weeks worth of cigarettes, right? So, <laughs> Were you working for cigarettes? Uh, not necessarily, but I did enjoy having the nicotine. It did give me some level of cognitive abilities beyond what I had already. So, you know, it was a stimulant. I'll accept that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it was one of those things that I'm like, wow, you know. Actually, I didn't smoke that much. I think 100 bucks would get me through a whole month Yeah. of cigarettes. Wow, 15. Yeah. So, absolutely unreal. So, I've got a similar story. Like, okay, like, fuck yeah. you. I love that. Naivety is such a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just, when you look at people and they're like, I just don't know. It's so much more powerful than being around people that are like, oh, yeah, I know this. I know all of that. Yeah, I can, like, I remember this gym guy that runs some gyms could have been uber successful. Mm. He's like, I'm like, why don't you come? I've got this ticket. I don't need help. I read books. I know everything. Mm, bad attitude to have. He's like nearly bankrupt. No way. Millions of dollars worth of stuff. Why? Anyways. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Love it. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. I'll go into more stories here, right? Because there was a time, so it was from 15 up until about 20-ish, you know, that, that age when I was 20. There was a time when I started pursuing uh, employment because I had a lot on the line. Uh, I had child on the way, you know, oh, actually, you know, on the way and, you know, being born and I was chasing employment for the sole purpose that I needed to support and provide. Yeah. I know for a fact, deep down in my DNA, I just cannot work for other people. But I remember working for a car dealership. I won't say which one because I'm pretty sure he listens to my podcast. But he knows, he knows exactly who I'm talking about, right? Um, because, you know, he even applauded me for the audacity that I had. I had given him notice. I'm leaving. I'm starting my own business, doing marketing, right? And what ended up happening was on the last day, 
I was like, all right, I've done everything. I've left notes for whoever takes over my role in the marketing at this car dealership. I was just a hybrid between marketing and sales. And I had accumulated all these sales, all these commissions. It was totaling up to like close to maybe three grand. That $3,000 was going to pay, well, for everything, you know, rent, this, that, everything else, right? And he turned around to me and he goes, nah, he goes, unless you stay for the entire day, I'm not kidding. Look, it was cash money, okay? But if you don't stay for the entire day, then I'm not going to give you your money, even though it was owed to me, right? So that happens. That happens. And I sat there frantically, jumped in my car. Like, I was like, the car's a safe, a safe place for me. I do my thinking in, my, in the car. Um, people call me crazy. They get in my car and I'll drive for like 40 minutes, not a single sound out of my stereo. And they sit there and they're like, um, it's a bit quiet in here. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I like it that way, right? Because it's my thinking time. It's my space to process. And I sat there in my car for like the longest time. And I thought, I have this meeting at 12 o'clock. It's my first client. Well, first potential client. Wow. And I'm like, if I leave, I forfeit three grand. If I go, I might walk away with 1500 roughly. And I'm like... Is it worth staying for the three grand or is it worth picking up the client for 1500 and then potentially making more money from them later on down the track? So I, I thought about it for a good maybe 15 minutes. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving. I didn't even walk back in. I literally put the keys into my car, started it, and I fucking drove from the car dealership, forfeited wow. that three grand that I was wow. supposed to be paid to go to the meeting. And so I went to the meeting bang, spent an hour, talked about it. They loved it. Then they turned around and said, do you also do business cards? And I went, I mean, I can. I said, I can get you a quote. I don't recommend getting, because I, I was doing all the marketing at the car dealership, right? So I was already familiar with creating business cards, how much they cost, right? Uh, but I sat there and I'm like, well, I don't really recommend doing the business cards and getting them done really cheap. So I can probably get a custom quote because I knew how much they cost for the, the basic ones, but I wasn't sure if I could get a better rate at being like a broker, if I could, you know, uh, get better quality or if I could add margin. I was like really unsure. Mind you, I like had already had ample business experience by that point in time, but nothing at this level. Yeah. And so it was a lot of working out to do. And I kind of sat there and I was like, hmm, okay. So I said, look, um, I would recommend, I said, do you want like a better velvety feel, that, that kind of a thing? I, I think for a, a premium business like you, I think it's important you have really good quality cards. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. And they're like, oh, do you have any like, other cards you've printed? Bang. Went and pulled out the car dealership's card because I had one in the car. Right? So I'm like, yeah, I've got one downstairs. I'll go get it. Showed them. It wasn't my card. It was someone else's card. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can check it out. It's pretty cool. They're like, oh, yeah, we like this. It's nice. Um, but we want thicker. And we want, a, we want a lamination on both sides, not just one. Yada. They give me all the details. So I said, how many people need cards? So the $1,500 sale that I was hoping for, which was more marketing services, right, um, had evolved. So I was doing Facebook ads, stuff like that. It had evolved. And they said, oh, so we've got about 24 staff, so we'll need about 1,000 cards for each staff member because we've rebranded and we want new cards. And I sat there and I'm like, this just turned into a $4,500 sale. Wow. I was like, this is good. This is really, really good. 
I was shocked. Because the, the premium quality cards, look, not all of that was profit, but the premium yeah, quality yeah, cards, yeah. Were, yeah. You're, <clears throat> you're paying $200 per person or per lot of 1,000. 24 people need these cards. And I'm like, this is a really good deal. And I said, even if I came in and like, you know, quoted an extra $30 on top of what, you know, the, the price is to actually print them, I can still make a lot of money here. You know, there's 24 wow. people, even if I had 30 bucks, like that's still a lot of money. This makes up for what I've lost at the car dealership, right? So that all went through. And then, you know what happened? I kind of sat there and I was like, well, what else am I going to do today? And so I went, hmm, you know what? I want to make more money. And so I went door to door in Liverpool, knocking on every business's door with my little car dealership card as an example and said, oh, hi, did you guys need business cards? And I would sit there and like, oh, yeah, um, you know. And I said, look, you know, I've just got a, a pretty large order. Um, look, I don't print the cards myself, but I get better deals when I buy in bulk, right? So, I, like, the first couple of people, I didn't say that, but then I, I started trying different oh, things. I love that. And I said, look, I get better deals when I buy in bulk. So, you guys can come part of this bulk order, and then I can get you a cheaper price. And so they were like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I showed them an example. Here's the card. It was just the card out of my glove box, you know. And all of that took place. And I walked away that day door to door with $7,500 in my own pocket. So I took the risk of leaving $3,000 of security behind to gain with, with no guarantee that if I went to this meeting that I would get that uh you know get that deal or not yeah i took that risk and That's i was a determined entrepreneur like that is the meaning you know what i mean so that was for me like that wow. was the biggest thing and i did i literally i had no other form of income it was just that three grand that was That's owed to incredible. me you know so yeah look I've, I've like i enjoyed your story because i have a very very similar story in that sense and it's it's those kinds of entrepreneurial journeys that i actually thoroughly enjoy it's the real so hustle much. do you know what i mean i sit there people ask me how do i make money today i go do you have a lawnmower yes sweet knock on doors anyone you see with their lawn needing mode bang, I'll mow your lawn right now, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. You don't have a lawnmower, ask your neighbor to borrow. You know what I mean? I'm sure they'll let you borrow, the, the, yeah. you know, that's it. Work out a way. Oh, but I can't really do physical labor. Bullshit. But, all right, you want to do physical labor? That's fine. Go to a, a local shopping district and look at every single business that's there and then look on Google to see if their business is on Google. If not, walk in, download the Square app on your phone, take a credit card by punching in the numbers, $100, I'll register your business on Google so that way you can get more customers. They will hands down give you the money right there and then. So, and then you can make $1,000 a day if you can find 10 customers Wait, you to can, do that. What's, what's this thing about registering your thing on Google? So your business, you know, like if you have a local shop. I do, and I just paid somebody $500 to do the same thing. Oh, well, it only takes about five minutes. To take photos of the shop. Okay, taking photos is a different thing. Okay. But uh, I'm, I take it they were like a Google partner and they were going to come in and take photos. Yeah, okay, so you can literally manage that from Google Maps. So you just, you just create the business listing and you put in all your details, your opening hours, and you just take some photos on your phone and... And upload it kind of like Facebook, actually. Great. Very similar. You feel great. Listen, 
It was $500 well spent because you didn't have to do it. We'll give them that. They're out there hustling just like what I just told you. And that's what I'm teaching other people to do too is like, hey, well, here's a great way you can make money. I love that. I love when you said that about the lawnmower because I do. I hear that so much of the time. Oh, but I don't have my... Yes, it's always amazing if you've got somebody to start with, 100%. But if you don't and you're a hard worker, you either physical labour it or you, if you, you learn how to be a techie person to do something that's online. But you cannot, there is no excuse. You can't afford like, oh, but I've only got, I can't afford to buy food. Go to Anglicare, go to Lifeline, yes. get a food voucher. Yes. You know, like there is no, in this country, even the homeless are fed. Like you don't get that anywhere else in the world. You have... No excuse. You well, can, I'm going to get rejected. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And you, you can go, you can call local councils and ask for the community services available and what they offer. Like I know of in Campbelltown, Camden, Liverpool, uh, Fairfield, off the top of my head already, I can quote like 10 organizations that literally have days where they have an abundance of food, you know, from places like Oz Harvest and things of that nature that wow. are literally designed to help people. They give you a box to take home. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's not Woolworths quality and you've got to eat it in between now and the next three days. Change your damn lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? You know, cut out the mold. Do you know what I mean? I do that to this day. Do you know what I mean? You're like, no, don't no, cut out the mold. Don't no, cut no. the mold. All right. <laughs> depends on what it is, okay? It really depends on what it is. But sure, if, you, if you've got a fruit, it. if you've got a fruit, for example, and it's bruised or it's got, you know, starting to, yeah, to go a bit off. funny, cut you cut it off because the rest is still good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Same shit. Yeah. And so th- there's so many services that are out there that are available. So, like amazing services. Absolutely. Like, furnish your home. I remember. When they gave me, my house got firebombed when I was like 15. Mm. They gave me like new mattresses. Who cares? They were little foam ones. They were new. I had vouchers to go to Salvation Army and buy furniture. And like, yeah, there are some that don't have, like we're going a bit off topic, but they don't have, it might not be like fresh food. But I mean, I went to Lifeline Anglicare as a kid and they would give you a, a food voucher for a butcher to buy meat. Woolworths vouchers for Woolworths. Yeah. Like how much you need to tie you over? I think it was $120. Yeah. Like Electricity, even, phone bill. Even during COVID, like the schools were saying, hey, look, we under, like, I don't know about all schools, but schools obviously have their own budgets. And I remember that my daughter's school, the principal was sending out emails saying, look, we understand some families are doing it tough. Um, so, you know, in confidence, anytime, you're more than welcome to come into my office. Um, and whether, whether your, your child is in attendance or they're learning from home, come to the school, come pick up a $50 Woolworths voucher. So, and she, she organized that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, there are so many ways that you can get support, no matter your dire this circumstances. Is it is good. You know, compare that to, to places like the US where you've got to pay, like, fucking 50 grand to have a baby. Screw that. You know what I mean? Or India, where there's, like, places where there's just no help. We've got so much opportunity. Yeah. And you know what? I want to ask you this, right? Let's, let's take an example. Um, how much, we're going to go back to like the things that you can do to make money without having to own anything, without having to spend money. I want to ask you this. You post a lot on social media, right? 
And have you seen my, my reels, my TikToks, the things that I've created and how they're all, you know, they've got the captions and they're all cut and edited and everything like that. Look, I do that professionally on a computer and I pay money for, for software to do that, right? Yeah. That being said though, you can do that on a mobile phone alone. It takes a little bit longer, right? For me, it's slap, 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 I, like I'm efficient as hell. For someone to do it on their mobile phone, it might take a few hours, it takes me 10 minutes, right? Now, how much would you pay someone to create 10 pieces of content, like similar to mine, but based on what you do, how much would you pay them to create 10 pieces of content that you can post throughout the month? Okay. What do you think would be a fair price for so that? So for me to understand your question, I've got to understand your question. Of course. So I'm, I'm doing the video, so I'm going, let me show you how to clean. I'm doing that and you are setting us up in the bit and then you're videoing, then you're chopping it, captioning it, yeah. sending it. Yeah. That's what and you're then doing. posting it on your behalf. Okay. How much? How much would I pay for that? Say, say an eighteen-year-old approached you. How much do you think that, like, you would pay them happily to, to do ten that? pieces of content. Ten pieces of content. Forget about the time it takes or the quality. Just think about how much you would normally pay to have ten pieces of content. And what would you be happy paying? I need to imagine what that looks like. All right, I'll sell it to you, Sam. Listen, I know you post a lot of content, but I can see like a lot of the time you're using your hand like a selfie stick, right? So in this situation, I think that I would be a good fit to be able to help you out. I, I don't have any professional cameras or anything like that. I come out with my iPhone. I don't know if you've seen iPhone quality videos before, but I can make, the thing is, is that I've learned how to make uh, an iPhone videos really stunning. Yeah. And I've learned how to edit them really well. And... You know, I'm asking to get those 10 videos. We'll spend the day together and I'll go and I'll video all these things and I want to charge you $600. Done. Done. I pay a man $2,500 a month to post my videos that I create, edit and caption to my Facebook ad audience. Let me tell you. Right. If you were to do those videos, like how I described as if I was the 18 year old, it would only take you maybe five or six hours to produce those 10 pieces of content, including being there on the day for a few hours to record you doing what you do. So that person now and for oh, everyone is listening, yeah, 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 yeah. that person now that we're with everyone listening, right? If you're listening and going, oh yeah, how do I start a side hustle? How do I make extra money? There's people out there fucking selling cupcakes for like five, like for, for $3 and shit. What the fuck are you doing putting all that time and energy for three bucks? Do you know what I mean? I guess someone's got to make it and if that's what you love doing, sure. But if, if you want, yeah, it's not, but if you want to make money, you know, and instead of just doing things for love, I mean, I do things, certain things for love, but I have the financial backing to do it. But if you're looking to make money, look at things like that. Yeah, I think though- It's a hundred bucks an hour, Sam. The, the, yeah, hundred percent. So I would pay you, I would pay you a thousand dollars with my eyes closed to do that. But if you're new and you're like, oh, I'm going to make some money and you go, hey, I'm going to take some video. I'll be like, I don't care how much you charge. Charge me $200. I don't care. Show me what you've got. 
take a video, I want you to video this because I want to see what your eye looks like. If your eye is shit, I won't pay you $100. So as long as you've got a good eye, you know what to video and you can say like, what would you like me to do? That's fine. But if you don't know how to take videos and your screen's dirty and you can't edit <laughs> yes. and you don't know Facebook, no. I love this because number one, YouTube is a great tool to even learn how to set up correct lighting. So that person can be like, I want to close this blind because it's a camera glare. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's number one, right? And I love that. Number two is, is that you're absolutely right. You know, you need to be able to demonstrate. A lot of people make this mistake. A lot of people make this mistake and I love it. I go and show people. So this is what happens, right? Someone walks to your doorstep. They show you a video they've done for someone else, right? If you have zero authority, expertise, knowledge, demonstration of what you can do, and you can't clearly demonstrate that. So me now, I wouldn't go and do something completely free, although I still have, and it depends on the circumstances, but I wouldn't give someone a taste for what I can do, you know, unless I'm paid to do it, right? But that's because I have a clear track record. I have clients who can vouch for me. 100%. I have the reputation to be able to say, listen, Sam, I'm not doing shit for free for you, Yeah. right? On the flip side, when I was getting started, I would utilize places, ready? Vistaprint used to do 50 free business cards. And I would, go to, I would go to a customer and say, you know what? I will make you a business card. You can see the quality, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I wouldn't print the full order with Vistaprint, but I would utilize Vistaprint to actually, well, here's your card. So, That's you know what I mean? Absolutely, it's resourceful. It's not being dependent on myself to be able to do it. But the thing was, was that I often did things for free. Me too. Whether I leveraged someone, some, someone else's offer or whether I, you know, demonstrated in my own capacity, maybe I designed them something or, you know, whatever it might be. I actually did it for free first to give them a taste tester. For sure. I didn't do, you know, $2,000 websites for free. I did small things for free to demonstrate my yeah, worth. Me too. And then people were like, you know what, fuck, that's amazing. Yeah. And they paid for it. Yeah. Everyone gets this misconception, oh, you know, exposure doesn't pay the bills. Let me tell you something about exposure paying the bills, right? I had this conversation with Phil as well in one of our previous episodes. I want to bring it up again because it's so important. I'll tell you how much exposure pays the bills. One of my contacts, Rob from Show Tools, great mentor, by the way, I did his entire 50th birthday. He had some very high profile people coming here. And let's just say his 50th birthday had 600 people in attendance at his private property. Strategic though, right? right? Strategic. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing was, I knew that there was high profile people there. He needed a lot of video work. I added up the hours and I spent money delegating because I was like, fuck, this is too much to do myself. Yeah. I spent money and I invested my time, I added up the tally, $18,000. I did absolutely free. Yeah. Everyone wanted to know who did his video stuff. Let me tell you, he shared to every single one of them. And guess how much leads or what the, the total value of the leads in my pipeline of opportunities are. They're not closed deals. Look, we just came back from Christmas. But from that event, which happened like, you know, beginning of December, video came out towards middle, mid to end of December. 
all of those opportunities amount to close to $200,000. So when you think about how do you make $200,000, someone's going to say to you, well, there's going to be costs involved. You have to advertise, you have to spend your time, you have to go on site, you have to do quotes. I got $200,000 of opportunities at a cost. So let's just, let's break the numbers down even less, right? Let's say $2,000, one job, only cost me $180, right? So $180 to make $2,000, I'm happy to pay because I know that, you know, I've got your $1,840 left. Do you know what I mean? Or one, oh yeah, I'm terrible at math. Forget I said it. It's fine, we get it. The point is, is that, you know, I still made the $1,800 out of that deal. $1,820, there you go, right? There was still a cost of $180 to obtain that opportunity, but... I got there in the end and I was happy paying that money. So times that by 10 and then now you're talking about, hey, now I've got $200,000, not 10, it's by 100 actually. So times it by 100, now I've got $200,000 of opportunities. Not all of them will go through. Yeah. But even if we did 50% of that, and what comes? I paid $18,000 yeah. for $100,000 of opportunities. And so that's the thing is that I strategically invested. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Ask questions qualify that person before you start doing something for free qualify them are you the customer will you pay if i can demonstrate you know what i mean and i think that's so important that you brought that up you know and i think what what like we're going to what else will come from that two hundred thousand? what closes i remember many times i would go to real estate agents oh my god watch what i'm going to show you to anybody I'm like, they're going to buy this for sure. I would spend four hours in a bathroom, Mm. really bad one. And then I would come back the next week. They'd be like on the day, they'd be like, wow, that's great. I'll come back a week later. Hi, I'm Samantha that cleaned the bathroom. They're like, who? I'm like, Samantha, do you remember? Like, I I cleaned that bathroom for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you need? Oh, I was wondering if you have any houses going on the market. You might want to be brought back to me. Oh, yeah, we've got a cleaner, you know. I'm like, but you saw the clean that I did, right? What did you clean again? Mm. And I'm talking chalk and cheese. Now, some of those cases I got long-time friendships. I was like, oh, my God, done, you're in. (coughs) But what I learnt was don't just run out there. And offer your time for free. Well, you will if you don't value it, really. Yeah. I didn't value my time. Yes. Um, but like exactly what you said, boom, strategic, crushed it. Samantha, 80% of the time, did not crush it. But that taught me never to do that again. And like I, I do things all the time. Choose, pick and choose yeah. and make sure they're qualified. Make sure you say, listen, if I, if I satisfy your needs, and they do this, they do this when they, they're door-to-door sales, right? When they, remember, they're selling Kirby vacuums and shit like that at your door. I was a sales rep. There you go. And, and you are taught to ask the question, if I can prove to you that this carpet is going to come out perfectly clean, will you buy one? Oh, I'll have to think about it. And then that you know straight away, even thinking about it, nah. But if someone said, oh, like I, I definitely think about it, but I'm, I'm curious to see because they were genuinely interested. Yeah. Bang. Do you know what I mean? You know that this is a very, a much higher chance of converting yeah. this lead. 
Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I think that's so important is just qualifying your leads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Listen, Sam, we're coming towards the end of the show. Oh, uh, wait, we've got to do anything, one more thing. Yes. Do things for free that's giving. Like if you're going to give, give because it's like I don't want anything in return. When you strategically do it, tunnel vision strategically do it. Honestly, I do this a lot. I, I do it quite a lot and I see friends that are in need and, you know, for me, I know that it'll come back around one day. You know, one way, one shape or another, it will come back around and I have a very, I mean, I've been volunteering my whole life for, you know, non-profit, charitable organisations, you know, charitable causes, things of that nature and, uh, and so I have a very giving personality so it's already hyper-amplified yeah, versus other people. Uh, but even to this day, you know, I've come full circle. Now I'm the vice president of the board of, you know, the same charity that I volunteered for all those years. Um, so that's one. And, you know, I'm, I'm actively participating and improving and growing the organization in my wow. role. And on top of that, I'm actually about to start another charity um, with uh, a good friend of mine, Max. He's also my barber, believe it or not. And, he, you know, he, he came to me with a vision but he was kind of like you, right? Well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And I told him, I said, look, something like this, we're getting youth off the streets. We're putting them into a barber mentoring program. So he mentors them. Him and I, wow. we come from the street. Like I was that guy the same year I won an Australia Day award. I was in the cop shop for like being associated with people that were doorstepping shoes. Do you know what I mean? The What's same year, doors like stealing shoes off people's doorsteps. People get charged for that? Or it's theft. <laughs> right so <laughs> so like i was lucky i didn't get charged but i was still i was still you know getting Shit. you know taken back to the police station wow, for wow. that right that was the same year i got an australia day award sam right so we came from the streets so we can relate to these young men especially and we can mentor them the thing was is that he knew nothing about business whereas I did, especially charitable organizations. So the idea is, is that having that mentoring program, we give them those skills to get into an employment pathway. On top of that, I took it to the next level. And I said, look, that's, that program sounds great and I'm sure we can get funding for it. If we're a charitable organization, which we're in the process of setting up, it's called For Hope, if anyone wondering. Um, and talking to him about it, I said, next step we're going to do, I said, I want more funding because I want to create a greater impact. I said, not only are we going to train these boys up, we're also going to employ them. I said, even if I have to put the money down first to get it going, we're going to open up some barbershops. We're going to make it a non-for-profit barbershop. You still pay the same rate that you'd normally pay when you go to a barber, but all people know that when they come here, they are getting or they are assisting a charitable organization to help young get young men off the street and out of the juvenile justice system wow so and then the next step i said look we're going to take it a step further these young gentlemen need life skills and they need responsibility we can't just employ them and have their money spent on drugs and alcohol right we need to give them hope and ambition so now we're going to offer them once they get to a certain stage and they're talented enough we're going to offer them to instead of getting a wage, they can make the full balance of their client that comes in the door. But they have to pay for their chair, right? They have to pay for their, their, their seat that they're sitting in. They have to pay for their own tools. We take all the tools away. They have to buy their own tools. 
Wow. Right? Because now we're teaching them that you have financial responsibilities now. You have to pay rent. You have to pay a portion of electricity bill. You have to pay for your tools. You have to pay to maintain your oh. tools. You're going to have to talk to suppliers when they come in through the door and talk to them about their products. We're going to teach you how to run a business, number one, and number two, have those skills transferable to your everyday that's life. That's amazing. So there's a whole three-step attack there. So, and that's zero benefit to me. Maybe at one stage, you know, I'll do a bit of work and, and I'll employ myself or something like that for the work that I do. Uh, but ultimately, the goal isn't to be paid from it. It's, it's realistically to, to, you know, really help these young men. Yeah, I love it. And eventually young women as well. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's all part of the goal. That's part of the strategy. So I agree with you, like doing things for free out of the good cause and goodwill of your heart. I think it's so important. And I'm, I'm that type of person as well. You know, I, I really do enjoy that. I can't walk past homeless people without asking if they need a coffee. You know what I mean? Like, look, I'm not going to give you money, but hey, if you need coffee, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go grab a coffee, you know? So I feel you. Listen, is there any last remarks in, in closing, Sam? Nothing else to say? Maybe that you, what someone told me, you can be, I'm not quite sure what the words are. You can be anything, you can be anything you put your mind to. You can be anything you put your mind to, if you put your mind to it. If you really break that down and can understand that, anything that you dreamt that you can be, that can be real. If you tunnel vision and focus on it, you'll crush it. I love it. I love it. Sam, thank you so much for coming in. This is definitely one of our exciting podcasts that have, has a lot of really good energy. I really appreciate you coming by. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you guys for watching. Absolutely. And, uh, and for those that are listening, if they want to get in touch with you, Sam, what's the best way? How can they reach out to you? You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And my website is Samantha Campbell at, let's not worry about that. I forget what the last three words are. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. You can tag me, right? Yeah, I can. I can. Look, you check out our socials, uh, have a listen out and uh, by all means, we'll, we'll throw in a couple of links <laughs> when we get to the bottom of that, Samantha right? Campbell at World or something. I'm not quite sure, so let's just not say it. Something like that. We'll, we'll get that around. And look, guys, if you do need, if you do want to reach out to Sam as well, you're more than welcome to email us. It's support at launchday.au. Uh, I'll be more than happy to forward that on to Sam as well so that way she gets a copy. She can reply to you directly. If you want to reach out to us, to me, you want to get my take or my advice on something, you're more than welcome to do that too. It's that same email. Again, it's support at launchday.au. And by all means, guys, if you're an existing business owner or you're just getting started and you have questions and you want to appear on the show, by all means, come through. I'm keen. I'm more than happy to, to interview you and, and we can have a nice chat like we have had today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you again next week. 